Welcome, welcome back to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday morning. And I'd love to welcome back on the program the one and the only Cruzy McCalligan for this week's midweek audio column. Cruz, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning, Noreen. I'm very well today. It's a beautiful day outside. I've been out and about this morning. I'm feeling good. Good. I'm going to give myself a high five for making the most of my day. (laughs) A smooth transition. I was excited when I heard that you'll be chatting about the high five. So what made you think of it? Recent events with, with the kids? Yeah, actually. So I don't actually high five my own children that often. I mean, as somebody, and you know this about me, I am a pretty enthusiastic, positive, easygoing person. I say, maybe not taking myself so seriously. But the point is that I, you know, I'm not, I I like other people. I like connecting with other people. I'm happy that we're now back to an age where I can shake hands with people or give them a hug. It makes me feel good. But for some reason, high fives kind of escape me a little bit. And I've recently started exercising somewhere new. And it's a big part of... um, where I exercise is to give people high fives. Oh, adults. High five. Adults, yes, adults in, in a sort of... <laughs> In a sort of a gym environment. Wow, because I love high-fiving my kids and I, I love, because I think there's that, you know, that, you know, high-fiving children. But I got to say, I, I rarely high-five other adults. But, really? Yeah, I suppose I, maybe I need to bring it back because it's a, it's, a quite, it's a really good feeling when we high-five children. But I suppose after COVID, we just sort of did the elbow thing. Yeah, um, we did an elbow bump. Not quite the same. Yeah, not quite the same. Okay. Not quite the same. But well, so, so just like bear with me for a minute because I'm, I also married an American. So I married into a culture of high-fives. High in fact, yes. one we could say the originating culture of the high-five, actually. And before I get into it anymore, I think I'm going to talk a little bit about the origins of the high-five. So let's discuss what is a high-five. Well, it is the hand gesture when two people simultaneously raise one hand each above their heads and then push, slide, or slap the flat of the other person's hand. Probably just more like a smacking your hands together, right? So it is a gesture we know to be one of praise and celebration. And that is very common with sports. High fives are said to boost the confidence of teammates, uplift people's spirits and positivity, and all those sorts of things. Um, But it's not an age-old tradition. In fact, people have pinpointed what they think to be the first high five, but it became, it was an invention. People did it, right? So the world witnessed what we said to be the first ever high five in 1977 during a baseball game. And the two people who created this historic moment were a Dodgers outfielder, Dusty Baker, and his teammate, Glenn Burke. Can you imagine that you could, if if they were alive today, which I don't think they are, they might be, um, but, you know, if they were around today that could be their their claim to fame i was one of the i did the original high five um so basically what happened was um there was the the game it was october 2nd 1977 the last baseball game of the season between the angeles dodgers and the houston astros don't know who these people are at dodger stadium have heard of dodger stadium and it's this huge baseball game and now the outfielder had a chance to make history he was sitting on 29 home runs and he was just one shy to reach the 30 home run milestone okay so this was a big deal now despite being under tremendous pressure he did it right he hit his 30th home run in that match in style and made history and when he crossed the home plate another milestone in history was made without him even realizing as he crossed the home plate 
As Baker crossed the home plate, Glenn Burke triumphantly lifted his one hand into the air and being overjoyed, Dusty Baker raised his hand high above and slapped his teammate's hand and everyone went, wow, what was that? (laughs) (laughs) And this was, this is how the high five tradition started in sports, which is kind of amazing. Now there's a lot of there's obviously people who will contest this, and I'm sure there are other cultures around the world who may have been high-fiving much longer. But this is what we see as the most documented and authentic kind of one of being um, a high-five, the origins of the high-five. Uh, so it's, it's fascinating now that it is such a big part of sports culture. It's a part of, um, you know, teamwork and stuff like that. And it does have some kind of cultural origins. I wouldn't say that growing up in Hong Kong, I necessarily saw a lot of, people in Hong Kong high-fiving, but I definitely, like, within my American side of the family, my husband's family, yeah, they do high-five. I think my... I think I've left my husband hanging quite a few times. He does go in for a high five, I would say, fairly often. Maybe I've trained him not to do it with me because I always don't really give it with a lot of conviction. Um, But it is is an interesting phenomenon. In what situation does your husband high-five you? Um... Oh, I could have told him something good that happened that day. It could be as simple as me being like, hey, tonight I made this dinner for the girls and they ate oh. it. And he goes, oh, awesome, babe. And then goes for a high five. <laughs> I'm like, That's but I mean, great. often I'm across the room and stuff like that. Or like I tell him I did something I was proud of at work or maybe I feel really good because I got out and did something good for myself. Yeah, actually, it could be any situation. He is Now I reflect on it live on air. <laughs> My husband I'm, is very keen on the high five. I'm crying um, <laughs> Yeah, so it's um, it's quite it's yeah. Good. Now I think because about it's it, it's such an encouraging gesture. It's true because you know at the daycares that the children go to, their teachers will high five them in the morning, or like sometimes they'll do a handshake, or sometimes they can wave. So it's up to the children what they what what they opt for for the for the interaction. They don't even have to do anything at all. Um, but what I notice, most of the children will opt for the high five, and it's that raising of the hand that sort of I feel like it's uplifting their mood instantly because it's you. Usually when they high five, they have a big smile on their face. I rarely see a very uh, unenthusiastic high five. So I've got to say, it's a good I'm going to agree with you there. I think you're definitely right. And I think there's something to be said. There's definitely something to be said for um, high-fiving children. I mean, we start high-fiving babies because it's a coordination thing, right? It's hit my hand with your hand. You know, it's quite a basic thing to do. But then also, as you said, it's also teaching people a bit about boundaries, body autonomy. Like you can give someone a high five or a fist bump or an elbow bump rather than forcing someone to hug hug you, which probably isn't very nice. So I think there's definitely something to be said for that. And also children like it. Children are inherently, most of the time, quite sensory orientated. They want sensory feedback from their environment. If they do something well, a high five gives them sensory feedback that they've done something well. You know, you're connecting with them. So there's definitely something to be said in many ways for the high five. But I think maybe there's there's something in myself that I feel like, oh, I don't know. I don't high five my friends, um, but I hug my friends. You know, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird one. So I've been thinking about it quite a lot. And I was kind of thinking about people. I, I was reading about it a lot in the last couple of days. And just even within work environments, like corporate environments or mm. people high fiving in a corporate environment, I think, well, that wouldn't work for me. Can you imagine if you came off air and you walked through RTHK offices to a row of high fives? Oh. How, maybe it would make you feel good. Would you like it? I, would that be good for you? Probably. I would like that.
Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we bring it. Maybe bring it back. <laughs> Remember, maybe we used to do that thing. clapping thing when like people, oh, yeah. you know, came back. Yeah. Maybe that. I, yeah. That maybe that's better because sometimes maybe you just don't want to like you know physically touch everybody's hands. No. After, but it yeah. is. It's quite a powerful thing. Remember, we t- I talked about clapping a few yeah, weeks ago on my audio right. co- um, column and how clapping um, we're stimulating different uh, pre- and so many pressure points in our hands that people some a lot of people believe in in different forms of medicine, Eastern medicine for example that those pressure points correspond to things in our bodies which is why clapping can make us feel really good well a high five is essentially a one-handed clap right so you know if someone's enjoying that experience with you although you obviously it'd be very strange to continuously smack someone's hand as a high five (laughs) um It'd probably be a bit odd. Now, I was reading someone who, um, there's actually someone who recommends, an author called Mel Robbins. She's a really, like, you know, one of those self-help kind of people. And she had a book called The High Five Habit, which says, take control of your life with one simple habit. And her whole book suggests, is like centered around this idea of you starting your day by giving yourself a high five in the mirror. (laughs) Really? Yeah, apparently. So basically, she says, you know, it it may sound and feel strange and feel odd and all those sort of things. And I I get that, right? Um, But she said, you probably spent a lifetime in the mirror criticizing or ignoring yourself. And what you bring to that moment is regret, judgment, shame, and thoughts of who you were in the past that you don't like or who you are right now that you might not like. And you don't feel like somebody worthy of celebration and support. So her thinking is that, you know, giving yourself a high five feels awkward in that you're somebody who suddenly believes your worth is determined by what you accomplish. So it's a common feeling for overachievers. So overachievers go on about things that aren't going right and that they might feel that they don't deserve to be congratulated. They haven't done anything worth celebrating, all of those sorts of things. You're chasing the next achievement. You're not actively doing anything right now. So why would you celebrate yourself right now? But if you put all of these reasons aside... And this is what this author argues. And it's an interesting way about thinking about a high five, to be honest. She says the most important relationship you have is with yourself. And becoming your own cheerleader helps you in your relationships with others. She goes, if you're insecure with yourself, you'll be insecure with other people. If you're judgmental of yourself, you'll probably judge other people. So she's sort of advocating building a new partnership with yourself by simply adding a high five to the mirror in the morning. And that can bring that self to others. What do you think about that? I love that idea. Like right now, I'm just, well, you can't see me. Right now, I'm just high-fiving the air. And it's that motion of lifting up your arms and, you know, smiling. I don't know. It's something very uplifting about it. Try, try it right now, Chris. Just pretend you're high-fiving somebody in midair. It's that motion yeah. of lifting up your hands. Yeah, yeah it's, it's commitment to a gesture, right? And I think... I think, I think that's I'll the thing. Give it a go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's very interesting. She says she came to this realization when she was at a really low point in her life. She was facing bankruptcy, a failing marriage, unemployment. Standing in the bathroom mirror one morning, she started picking herself apart in her reflection, focusing on the things she didn't like about herself. She felt completely overwhelmed and she wanted to escape. And she realized that no one was going to swoop in and fix her problems. So she um, she says she don't know doesn't know what came over her, but she just looked at her reflection and gave herself a high five in the mirror. Aww. Just smacked the mirror. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, so I thought that was quite an interesting way of looking at these sorts of things. And the impact of the high five is rooted in, psych- um, in, in science. There was a study published in Frontiers of Psychology where researchers looked for the best way to motivate ch- students during a challenging situation like an exam. They divided a class into three groups. The first group was given verbal praise about their own traits, such as you did so well at this because you're so smart. The second group was praised on their efforts, such as you did so well because you worked so hard. And the third group was just given a high five. And the students were asked to evaluate their performance. And both groups that had verbal feedback ranked themselves significantly lower than the group that had just gotten a high five. Wow, just a simple yeah. high five. <laughs> well, not so simple, is, amazing. Yeah, and and what, we, what we think is that, you know, this gesture has been kind of programmed into our brains as being a positive Rarely is someone going to come at you and they'd be a pretty sadistic person if they were when you're oh. in a very low moment and go like, high five, buddy. You know, oh, you'd no. be like, please leave me alone. I think I might push you into oncoming traffic, <laughs> you know, if you're going to do that to somebody. So this gesture can rewire how we feel about ourselves. And of course, feeling supported and loved is a very motivating force. It's not the most motivating force on the planet. Yeah. You know, even when you think about a marathon runner getting a high five from a spectator, you know, that's what keeps them going. Knowing they're being celebrated and cheered for, it keeps them moving along, you know. So, so maybe that's the culture. Idea. Yeah, maybe that's the culture that, that some companies are trying to foster. You know, before you go in for a pitch, just high five so you'll do well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And it, it's very interesting to see, you know, in cultures where you've got to try and really push, even in like, I know Western cultures, I know in New Zealand, I don't know how many people really high five a lot in New Zealand, people a little bit more introverted about those sorts of displays of real support and woo, woo, woo kind of thing. But then it's, it's a very interesting thing in terms of its observation in sports. It's, it's, universally very common in sports and they have done scientific studies on the psychophysiological effects of high fives in sports. So, they actually had a study where they got 34 athletes who performed high and low fives, so like up and down, as opposed to just, you know, um, and dynamic movement. So moving into it, not just kind of like, uh, you know, just being very static. You're really going into the high five situation. And they measured their psychological state, so feeling motivated, feeling strong, and physiological changes, so like cortisol, the stress hormone, testosterone, for example, due to, and they were trying to measure these sorts of things. And the results showed the predicted significant interaction effect for cortisol changes, but not for other psychological changes. So, Basically, in detail, a decrease in cortisol was found after high athletes performed high fives compared to low fives. The low fives don't have a lot of impact. It has to be high. The high five is where it's at. Okay, you can't do a low five. It's not um, the same effect. Yeah. It's not the same effect. And the observed effect on cortisol um, was like they're saying, okay, you probably have to look at it again. But it's very interesting because they found that the stress hormone, it did relieve people's stress. So even if you were in a, in a sports game and things weren't going your way, there's a lot of stress hormone pumping around your body. That high five relieved some of it, just a little. And it made a big difference. And of course, you know, physical touch does connect people more than anything else. Um, it's, you know, high five is a very easy way to celebrate in proximity to someone. If you don't know what to say or do, just high five. Like that's, that's good work. You know, it's, it's, it's quite an energy boosting thing for an environment. You know, you can't have dead silence and have everyone go, okay, put it up here. High five, you know, like, but if they did, it would change the energy of the room for sure. Yeah. You know, um, 
So it's a very it's a very interesting thing, and I think I'm I'm trying to reframe it in my mind because I don't give a lot of high fives, even for to my children. I don't think I really do. Um, I do use a lot of verbal praise and try to make them feel proud of themselves. Um, but you know, one of the things that we have to teach children, which we then learn as ourselves as adults, is how to persist even after failure. And one mechanism which praise, you know, which affects people is this idea of like encouragement and celebration and so it's a very interesting that a high five um can actually be really impactful as we saw with that study with the different students this is the same for kids the ambiguous praise so kind of like good job well done is is great in many ways but it's still not as impactful as really connecting with them and sometimes it's physically connecting you're giving them a high five you have to be engaged because actually if you're not you're going to miss the high five no one likes that doesn't feel good very embarrassing to miss a high five i've been there (laughs) (laughs) isn't the trick to look at somebody's elbow when you're high-fiving definitely definitely to look at somebody's elbow for sure um (laughs) but it is i find it quite fascinating in that way so i've been a little bit in my own little bubble about high fives and i think that maybe i'm going to push myself out and just try and reframe it in my mind maybe i will give myself a high five after this after my column maybe i'll give myself a high five tomorrow morning in the mirror um you know and and just see just see what the difference is but i'm definitely going to feel don't know how i'm going to feel about trying to high five in a sports scenario workout environment maybe i need to just lean into it and just go with it you know maybe i will feel good for it that's brilliant well Cruz thank you so much have you got a high five quote I, I don't I looked really hard for them I couldn't find any today no problem at all well until next week Cruz and we'll just keep high fiving let's try the high fiving thing in the mirror I think that, yeah that's... we'll try it exactly well thank you so much for your time this week and I look forward to more chats with you next week thank you very much Cruzy bye